the offseason, through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. Another giant future on the coaching side, Wink Martindale. There was that report from Jay Glazer a few weeks ago about there potentially being a rift. In doing some digging myself, which has been out there, other people have done the same kind of digging. There might have been some conflict centering around when Xavier McKinney kind of called out a certain play and the coaching staff and maybe the handling of Xavier McKinney a little bit where and perhaps Wink Martindale to, you know, further that extent doesn't love the way Brian Dable is a bit of a screamer, not to make anybody laugh, a bit of a yeller a little bit. Wink Martindale is more like laid back cool and the coaching styles could clash a little bit. Wink Martindale met the media on Thursday. Uh, and was asked about this. And now the audio really stinks. If you've heard it, it's been all over online because it's like a really windy day outside uh, the Meadowlands service. But essentially, Wick Martindale said, you know, at the end of the year, this thing's going to clear up. But he did utter the words, I don't see why I wouldn't be back. Now, that could be taken one of two ways. That could be taken as he knows he's going to be gone and therefore wants to put whoever's pushing him out the door, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, John Marriott, et cetera, make them look bad because he's playing innocent. or you know what? That report of a couple of weeks ago, things have changed. The Giants played better since then. They had won those couple games with Tommy DeVito and company. Um, the Giants hung in there with Philadelphia. And it does feel like from the time that Glazer report came out, that was right at the beginning of the DeVito stuff before he really took off. The aura, even though it's been more losses than wins, has kind of changed around the Giants. Right, exactly. The Giants don't feel like a locker room disaster. It doesn't feel like a coaching staff disaster. I got to be honest, I'm at the point, Bryce, where, of course, I could see Wink Martindale being gone, but now I really would be disappointed if those two as grown men, Dable and Wink Martindale, couldn't figure this out. When you consider, you know, Flott, Deontay Banks, to a lesser extent, Kayvon, because he should work for anybody. But the Giants, the last two years, the pieces they've used defensively in the draft, uh, free agency, signing a guy like Bobby Okereke, a middle linebacker, uh, the development of, of Micah McFadden. You know, all these things, it's supposed to go hand in hand with the style of defense that Wink Martindale wants to play. And it would just feel like weird if all of a sudden you're going to rip that up and fight and you can't come to agreement when you're building the team this way for a perfect fit at D coordinator. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth because I think everything has changed, obviously, since the Glazer report. We mentioned the Giants have actually been competitive. But I think more along the lines with the fact that just from what you see, that there isn't this negative as you said, aura surrounding the team anymore. Like this team understands where they're at. They understand, they understood that they got the, the short end of the stick early on in the year. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost, but now they are at a spot where they're competing against much better teams. I mean, I, you, you obviously don't, you know, don't mention the, the saints game, but when the giants have wanted to compete and when they've actually played their own game, they have been a competitive football team. So losses aside, you know, Mason Crosby duck hooked kicks aside, this team <laughs> is competing. This team understands that they could be in a spot to again, make the playoffs next year. If they address some of these, uh, the, if they plug some of these holes that they could be in a much better spot. And I think that if Wink Martindale is not getting any head coaching offers, then I think at this point, he's probably going to stay, Sean. I just, I don't know. I, I think... The first point you brought up could obviously be true. 
that he could just be trying to, you know, get out in front of the story and, and change the, the, the public's perception of what he's about to do. I don't think that that's very likely. And if it happens, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. But I just don't get those vibes anymore. I think that Dable and Wink have a good working relationship. I think they've proven to be successful in tandem. And I think that there isn't a reason why Wink is going to go and make a lateral move that isn't going to be in a better spot for this under a better head coach. Yeah. That I, I think consensually giant- now Dable is a, is a top 10 NFL head coach. I think when he actually tries to win, goes for two, shows the balls that he has. I think the Giants, you know, they've proven and he's proven to be one of the top coaches in the league. Who else is he going to go to that is a better head coach? But forget the who is he going to go to because remember, it wouldn't it would be on Wink, but it wouldn't. Wink Martindale's under contract. He can't just leave for a lateral move unless the Giants are the ones saying, see you later, get out of here. Yeah, so it's just not it, would be more, it would be more the Dable decision. Now that could come to a mutual decision, but Wink Martindale can't just ask for it and get, if they want him to stay. All right. They would let it. They would let him out at that point. I sure, think they would. But that would also would speak let him to. Go. But that would speak to they want him gone. Yes. You know what I mean? Not, you know, well, okay. I mean, I, it would be more mutual, and I feel like they would give him, you know, the sleight of hand. I feel like they'd be like, "All right, you know, you want to leave? Go." Yeah. All right. I don't think it would be. It would. It would definitely be on his own volition. I think. Well, let's talk about this other guy in that relationship. That's Brian Dable. We as fans have had disagreements. Not me and you personally, but as a fan base. Are you all in on tanking? Are you all in on winning? And pre-Tommy DeVito's wins, I wanted them to essentially lose to the Patriots, probably lose to the Commanders. Oh, by the way, look up now at Week 18. Who are the Giants competing with at the top of the draft board? Those teams that they beat. Imagine had they lost those games. But whatever. Probably culture-wise, I guess you could argue it was good the Giants got competitive. They're still in the mix for one of these quarterbacks, even if it's not the first overall pick. And they may very well decide to pull some kind of trade-up maneuver when the draft comes like the Bears did a year ago. All of that is on the table. I thought last week versus the Rams, while Brian Dable would never admit this, and while they were clearly competitive versus the Rams, I think Brian Dable threaded the needle a little bit. I think he threaded the needle a little bit on, were they really all in the win? Were they really all in the win? And I wonder what this week is going to look like. Brian Dable, undoubtedly, as a head coach, and this is very hard to do, I understand that, had his team ready to play the Rams, and they will be revved up and ready to play the Eagles. I think that they're going to go, you know, all out. I think the players will go all out, put stuff on film. But when it comes to certain decisions, I think Brian Dable is going to be fascinating in this game on... Does he do stuff kind of like, yeah, you know, the season's over, whatever happens, happens? I think he might. And like making decisions, whereas if they go good, you know what? We had some fun. If they go bad, well, that's okay too, because you know what? It's all right if we lose this game. I thought last week, the two-point conversion, which Terod Taylor was a disaster. I mean, the fact that he could not convert that pass, you know, that decision. And then late, not for nothing. The play calls that set up a field goal that I think everybody and their mother who watched Mason Crosby kick at his end of his Packer career knew he was not going to make a field goal in MetLife Stadium of over 55 yards. The play call set up to make sure that field goal was of long distance. Boy, I know Kafka is the one calling <laughs> plays. Boy, that was it was really eerie. It was almost like, hey, look, if he boots this long field goal, we won the game. But I am not going to make this a chip shot. 
around Edward Wynn. I am sorry. Call me a conspiracy theorist. That's what the end of last week felt like. And I am curious in this Eagle game. The Eagles are going to have to play hard. Going to be interesting if Dallas is blowing out the commanders, if the Eagles start pulling starters in the fourth quarter, knowing it won't matter. What Brian Dable does in a chess match back. That scenario is on the table. Is is the full starters going to be out there in the fourth quarter of a game if they look up at the scoreboard and the commanders are losing 35-7 and suddenly Nick Sirianni says, you know what, I got to pull Jalen Hurts, I got to pull A.J. Brown, we're calling off the dogs. Is Brian Dable going to coach that fourth quarter to win or is he going to start pulling back some of the guys? I got to be honest, Bryce, I, I think he I think he will call off some dogs late if the Eagles choose to do that. And I think there might be some decisions that, you know, if you know, you know kind of deal. I don't know, Sean. I really don't know what to expect in this situation because I I do have to agree with you. In this last game against the Rams, there were a bunch of questionable decisions where I was like, you know what? Hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, eh, whatever. Right. Especially at the end of that first half going for it on fourth and two from your own yeah. 40, 40, whatever yard line. Uh, I think what Dable has done, though, is whatever has happened, he has given his players the hope that he is trying to win, but people who watch the Giants a thousand times like you, you know, the beat reporters, they could see that there is a whole other side to this, that that Brian Dable isn't doing everything he wants to do to have them win. And here's the thing that I will say that kind of frustrates me at this point is what did we see Brian Dable do at the start of the year? Kicking field goals on fourth and one from their, you know, from the opposing 23 yard. And he now was he's like... Tough. Yeah. Playing so conservative, and all of a sudden, now he's Dan Campbell? Where was that the entire year? Where yeah. was that from week one on? Where was that week one in 2022 against the Titans at the end of the game, going for two instead of sucking you know, sucking up and, and kicking the extra point? Where has that been? And all of a sudden, it's here now. And it's actually helped the Giants play a little bit better, and, and it has given this team a little bit more hope. But it's a, it's it's an interesting question that you pose at the end of this this. Uh, this upcoming Eagles game because I do think that they should. Will they though? I don't know because that's going to be a, a clear throwing of the, of the towel game. The game will ha- will dictate that is my point. You know, I, you know, if the giants cook out and they go up three cut, then it is what it is. He can't really help that. 